I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. We're the guys from That Film Studio, and this is our latest episode where we look at some of the most recent news stories from the world of film and television. With 400 episodes under our belts, we've taken the opportunity to reassess, retool, and revamp our new show. We've made a few changes, hopefully for the better. How this episode will go will still involve breaking up the movie news and the TV news. We'll start with the movie news and focus on ah, four or five major stories that we'll break down and discuss. We'll wrap up uh, this with a quick run through of some of the other notable news stories from the past couple of weeks. We'll then do the same thing with the TV portion of the show. We'll discuss some major stories followed by a rapid fire run through of news items. We've still each got a recommend uh, to share with you at the end of each episode. Um, we're, we're hoping this new format will streamline the show and allow for better quality and more focused content. Yeah, well, that's the plan anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do what we can. Look, but before we get into it, make sure you subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, uh, wherever you can find us, and feel free to leave us a review. And follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Stew Podcast. So, Luke, how about you kick things off? Episode 400, here we go. What is our first movie topic, story, point of discussion? The new trailer for The Flash has a lot going on. Two versions of Batman, two versions of Barry Allen, a brand new Supergirl, and the return of old villains. I've got to be honest, I was not prepared for this trailer. <laughs> this is, wow. There's a lot I mean, going on in, in this trailer. Look, the, you know me and sports, yourself as well included, Super Bowl time, the movie trailers are always a highlight of that day. Um, Super Bowl Monday for us by the time we get it aired. Um, but you look, the trailers, and look, this was... I gotta say, this was the best trailer of of the Super Bowl. Um, you know, all my bitching and whinging and complaining about you know Spider Man Far From Home and what they were doing there, and it's like, ah, oh, they're not gonna have the other Spider Mans. That'd be stupid. That'd be silly. But for some reason, with DC, I'm always just all for it. I'm like, yeah, why not? I don't care. Like, yeah, it'd be fun. I don't know. It always seemed to work better. So watching this, I could just fully embrace and enjoy the fact that it was like, what does he say? Like, yeah. I'm Batman. And the trailer actually stops, pauses, yeah. gives Michael Keaton that <laughs> moment, and it glory. Oh, and before that actually happens, it's like the the music, the swell of the... Oh, the Danny Elfman on the piano. Oh, it is. And you know it, what? It's beautiful. It works so much better here rather than what they did with the theatrical Justice League movie where they used a portion of the Danny Offman Batman thing for Ben Affleck's Batman. Yeah, which it never makes sense. It never it worked. It makes sense. But this is like, it's his music. Let him have it. It's it, 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 amazing. Going back to Batman 1989, Keaton saying, I'm Batman. So iconic. So, Everybody going into this trailer, that's what they want to hear. Warner Brothers know this. So that's why you get that beat so people can they can wait and then just they have it. Oh, it, it is yeah. 
suspenseful. It is, it is excellent, but it's, I mean, on one hand, when they first announced that like, Keaton was coming back as Batman and all of this, it's like, ah, oh, 70-year-old Batman, feels like a stunt, you know, all these different things. But you know what? Works. It absolutely works. And we're getting Affleck back as Bruce Wayne. Batman, that's great. It just looks like a lot of fun. Like In the comics, Flashpoint, it was Superman, subject one who had been detained, didn't have his powers, it looks like instead of getting Clark, we're getting Kara, and she's the Supergirl, but she's going to be subject one in this film. So it's a world without metahumans to find Supergirl. Flash teams up with Batman. Ah, oh, it just looks like a really good film. I'm, there's, yeah. there's just so many crazy things going on. Like, I mean, there's different, there seems like different versions of Batman. There's like the, the gray suits. and blue. Oh, like, all of so that. Many, and one so of them, many, I mean, the bat symbol is the Adam West bat. I mean, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, uh, we're probably looks... only going to see the suit, but... but yeah, like, yeah. Blinking, you'll miss it. Zod, like the, the, the callbacks to Man of Steel, one of the most underrated superhero movies. <laughs> Ten years old there. now, that film. Ten years old. Yeah. And look, Zod's back. Like, so whatever they're doing there with that, you know, like get the world engine and like things are happening. Could we potentially see Henry Cavill, or maybe the Supergirl? I mean, we all the place know the answer to that. <laughs> Absolutely no, not. I mean, but we get Supergirl. He's not coming. He's not coming back as Superman. But you know, that's already done. Maybe he is in this movie. I can only hope. Can only hope. Um, it is crazy that we're talking about this trailer and all the stuff we were gushing about. I don't. Have we even mentioned Flash? Is he? It's Flash in this movie. I said there's two Barry Allens when I first started talking about the trailer. That, that is the that a... is the concern, isn't it? That it's a Flash movie and everybody, just Batman's like we are, point. is excited <laughs> about is excited about Batman. But it is still yeah. a a Flash movie. Like he's going to be at the heart of the film, and everything else is going to happen around him. They were always going to put Keaton in front and center. Is what people want to see. As you've said, it aired during the Super Bowl. Big audience, nostalgia, all of that. But it is going to be a Flash movie. Um, I'm excited. It's it's now on that one trailer. It's catapulted to my most anticipated cat- number catapult of the year. Is a, is a good word. We did it, it was like... Yeah, look, I want to see Mark Keaton. Yeah, look, of course, that's yeah. exciting. But now it's like, this actually looks like balls to the wall fun, man. It like, looks so oh, much fun. When we did our year in review, which wasn't that long ago, to be fair, <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> our two most anticipated films of the year. I'm like, I'm saying Indiana Jones, Mission Impossible. But at the time, I'm saying that ideally, I, I'd be looking forward to the Flash movie. I love DC Comics, but I'm just not excited for that movie. And then this trailer dropped. And I'm like, yep, <laughs> it looks amazing. I mean, look, I'll be honest. And I know we don't like to delve into this aspect of the world and stuff, but I mean, it is going to be sort of tricky watching this movie. Like, it's like, oh, look, starring that guy that, you know, beats women outside of a bar or breaks into people's homes and steals their liquor and kidnaps a girl. And, oh, they, they, like, it's... Can I be honest? It's tricky. I, I didn't hear any of that. I was I was just... I was thinking about Michael Keaton's back. What Did you say something? 
<laughs> and look, do you know what? That's it seems the best, like, it seems the best like... way to go into this movie. That's what Warners were hoping for. And he, I think is what's happening. People are just like, oh, wow, he's <laughs> old man like, Batman. I'm going for Batman. And look, do you know what? Just this last point, like, uh, you've corrected me since, but look, just on the one viewing of the trailer, I dead set was like, holy shit, that's the, that's the Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale, like, bat pod, Batman suit. And then... From your direction, closer uh, inspection. Okay, it's not. It's, it's it's definitely Ben Affleck on a bat bike. But I had the same. Wheels are completely. So what was you? A lot like, of people did as well. It looked very Nolan. It looks like Bale on the bat pod. Outside of the Dark Knight, I've not seen Batman on a bike that looks like the bat pod. Mm. But yeah, it's 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 since been proven to be. Batman. Like it, it, you look at it again, it looks completely different, but I mean, damn, those one bat suit to another, I guess it's easy to sort of <laughs> cross. But again, for me, it was the bat pod. It was how specific the design of the bat pod. That's what made me think. Wow. It was shot and just, well, yeah, and it, it, I know. It seemed like a, the a trick. Night. It's like, like they were tricking us because it looked oh. like, even like the, the, the blue hue, it just looked, anyway. It's not. That's it's half like DC marketing team. We'll yeah. just have to settle for two Batman. That's okay. <laughs> Maybe more. Who knows? We don't know what the film's going to bring. Gamora returns. Um, a baby rocket is experimented on, and a multi-armed Groot comes to mess enemies up in the new trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Again, in line with Super Bowl Monday, which I'm sticking with calling it that. Uh, this also looks like quite a lot of fun. And I feel like with the MCU, we need something. It's quite a lot of fun, entertaining. Good We've just had in Quantumania. There's lots I of know. fun to be had. <laughs> Alan, we, we just put out a review. So let's have. find out what we thought. In James Gunn, I definitely have a bit of faith. <laughs> I mean, look, the second Guardian's. Not like not as good as that first one, but still very thoroughly enjoyable. And that Christmas special just proved that it's like, yes, I still want to spend time with this ragtag team. And and this trailer, there's there's just so much. There's so much going on. I'm there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I really enjoyed Guardians too. I mean, I do agree. Like the first one was better, but I don't know. The second film had a lot of heart. I did really enjoy it. Yeah, this trailer looks great. It's the characters. They're all back. Now in comic-accurate costumes. I mean, how many film appearances did it take? But they've now got the costumes or the uniforms from the like comics. Six or seven. I mean, it looks good. It looks like a good Guardians film. But as I was watching it, and you've got Peter Quill and Gamora, you know, all the characters, and I'm thinking... I think three films is enough like for them to have a trilogy and then there are other MCU appearances and there's nothing to stop them appearing elsewhere at a later date. But I like the idea of them closing a trilogy. Like yeah. when, when they're not like, you know, I mean, James Gunn's with DC now and, you know, 10 years or whatever he's signed with them. But I think Dave Bautista three, said that he, he's a good number. Yeah. Yeah. But so, one last ride. And I like that, it, you know, one more time. And it's, you know, the third Guardians film. Yeah, it does. It but looks it feels, like a lot you know, of fun. It feels 
like those other Guardians movies, like the, the the music, the tone of the trailer, the little snippets of the like funny scenes that we got, I'd like the the bit where it's like you know Gamora's telling you know Peter that it's like why not why not my sister why aren't you into her and then suddenly he's like you know she does have amazing and the, the whole conversation about her eyes and it's like uh, yeah the black yeah, eyes even as a even as a blue bold like robot chick pretty hot <laughs> <laughs> where's Calvin Gillan so you know <laughs> exactly it's like yep we know what she looks like under that she's Not got the jokes way, you know, just... <laughs> he's got <laughs> the jokes the visuals the music but then like rocket we're going to you know see his his past like when he was experimenting on all of that so it's going to get you in the feels as well i feel like i feel like this movie might have balls to actually go out with a few with a few deaths maybe heroic maybe noble maybe sad heartbreaking but i feel like that finality of it not all of them but i think there's got to be at least one major yeah could could happen you know, we got a new teaser trailer for The Little Mermaid. It features our first look at Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. But I was surprised when I found the trailer on YouTube. It's titled Final Trailer, which maybe that was just the one that I watched, but didn't really oh. show too much. It still felt only, like a tease. The only one I could... The only one I could find was like the 42nd one and it was titled like Wish Trailer or something. Right, I thought no, it was a joke. That one. Like, is this the no. little mermaid from Wish? But no, that's obviously not what they were implying. <laughs> should read no, it's, it's what, I think uh, it's after that, but specifically, first look at Ursula, but it's it's very brief. And you just see like yeah, eyes, hair, tentacles. So you don't see too much. You hear McCarthy laugh. It sounds like the animated Ursula, which... I'm hoping that actually is Melissa McCarthy, and it's not just like a placeholder audio. Oh no, you'd like you'd do. like to think they've actually used her audio in it, but it really is a teaser. And I watched it with my wife, and I turned to her, and I'm like, "They didn't really show much," but I'm like, "Ah, oh, but we all know the film. Oh, we all know the story." It was unlike the Guardians and the um, yeah, the what was the the Flash, <laughs> Batman, uh, Flashpoint. Unlike those trailers where it's like they they did their 30-second Super Bowl thing and then they had the full trailer online, this one purely was the 30-second tease. Leave it at that. $7 million uh, for 30 seconds, man. They <laughs> Expensive. Expensive time slots. Uh, but look, again, there's a few different shots of things we hadn't seen, you know, like uh, Prince Eric and, you know, the puffer fish thing. Is that flounder? No, flounder's not a pufferfish. No, there is a pufferfish, though. He's a clownfish, isn't he? Isn't he a clownfish? No, he's not a clownfish. No, he's yellow and he's yellow and blue or something. So he's he's a flounder. Ah, of course he is. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Whew. All right. Um, speaking of animals that uh, we'll misidentify, um, there's an orny trailer for Strays. This is a story of a dog who is out for revenge on the one who abandoned him. This stars the voices of Will Ferrell, Jamie Foxx, Will Forte, and Isla Fisher. I mean, this is the, the closest comparison to what this is, is like, I went to like Sausage Party, you know? That was sort of taking, hey, you know, those animated CGI films that everyone loves, you know, great for the family, but we're just going to fill it with filthy language and lots of sex and stuff. 
this is that you know those lovable animal movies when they talk it's cute it's sweet lots of heart but they're gonna be filled with f-bombs they're gonna talk about biting off wieners and stuff it's gonna be great it's pretty funny the trailer is pretty funny it's hilarious. I never heard of it before. <laughs> I had never heard of it until yeah, first I saw the trailer and the poster. That was it. I'm like, oh, what? Uh, what is that? The, the the mouths moving on the dogs looks good. I mean, it can look really bad, but in this movie, it looks good. <laughs> the The jokes are building in the trailer, and there's a few chuckles. Um, Will Forte, he's playing the human owner of Will Ferrell's dog. And that way he ends up going astray, he interacts with all the other dogs, and he wants revenge, and he's on his way back. When when they do mushrooms, right at the end of the trailer, and then <laughs> one looks like a cartoon <laughs> character, and then it's like, why do you look weird? Or like, you know, is it because I'm a puppet? And then it's like all these human hands. I <laughs> laughed my ass off. I, I can't remember the last time I laughed that much, not just... Not just at a trailer, but like at a film. Like, I laughed so much. That was hilarious. So yeah, this is um this is a must-watch for me. It's from a film that I'd never heard of like a week or so ago to yeah, it looks hilarious. Hopefully they haven't shown all the funny bits kind of thing. Oh, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's more. I mean that that cast is fantastic. They've got a great cast. And it's Will Ferrell in an R-rated comedy. Like there's <laughs> I just and it's oh man, there's, yeah. There's so many good jokes in that trailer, but hopefully, yeah, they've not shown them all. But um, I know this might be, yeah. I know it might be the Ameri- like the the North American poster, but like the the poster with the dog tag, and it's like the big R is on the dog tag for the you know obviously restricted viewing classification. So creative, so clever. I'm just like, yeah, front and center. Like this is a dog movie, but it's rated R. Cool. It's good. Director Todd Phillips unveiled the first look of Lady Gaga in character for Joker Filet Adu. I think that's how you. I think that's the name. Is that how you pronounce it? Ah, uh, look, we didn't. We didn't take French, did we? Did you do French? <laughs> I did for many years. Anyway, in the photo, in the photo, Gaga. In the photo, Gaga is pictured in a scene with Joaquin Phoenix as Joker. Gaga is playing Harlequin. So we've got that to look forward to. Interestingly, Todd Phillips uh, thought it very timely to share that image, or Lady Gaga even. No, he did. Yes, he thought it was very timely to share that image of Lady Gaga on Valentine's Day. And do you know what? Some, some fans got upset because they think that it's an abusive relationship and Harley Quinn should be with Poison Ivy and not Joker. It is a whole thing that oh, people get upset about. But this is the yeah. film. That first movie was fantastic. And here we have our first look of yeah. Harley Quinn. Look, I, I know I want to go into any sort of debate. Not that we would debate because I'm pretty sure we're on the same page. Uh, into a rabbit hole of should this sequel exist that movie was perfect leave it alone it's happening it's whatever what's great and what i love to see is just like in one in one like just little screenshot snapshot whatever this image is it just captures i guess like it, it tells you so much it sort of 
you can tell that it's like they're obviously in like you know that maybe they're having one of the sessions you know like dr dr quinzel and you know joker or whatever the hell his name was in that movie arthur phillips or something arthur know. arthur fleck arthur fleck arthur phillips is because that was the whole thing like his initial yeah. was like a fleck affleck Ben Affleck, Batman. Anyway, but yes, Arthur. Oh, okay, that is a whole thing. But you can tell in this scene, it's like, yeah, that's obviously what's happening. You can see the relationship, the 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 expression that Lady Gaga has on her face. It's like she's terrified, but also kind of excited, thrilled, turned on a little bit. Like, there's so much in this image just to dissect. It's like. I think just the choice to release this as an image, like just as the first look, nailed it. Like, I, it's just like, damn, I'm impressed. I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm impressed with the choices they've made. Looks good. I mean, I think you've analysed it closer than I have. But yeah, it's a it's a great uh, great <laughs> photo, a great first first look. But I, I'm I'm with you. Like watching that first movie, like never in a million years did I think they'd make a sequel, and then they announced that they are. It's same director. Phoenix is coming back, and it's a musical. And the cast Lady Gaga, and you're like, "Well, you well, have my attention." It'll have musical sequences, scenes, moments. I'm not expecting not. start to finish all singing and dancing, but <laughs> you're going to have those scenes, whether it's in her head or his head. One of them is seeing or hearing the music, or both of their heads, as the title of the movie indicates i can't say it but i know what the translation means <laughs> oh well there you go it's like it's, it's like a, it means like shared delusion or a shared delusional experience or something people like us it should have just called it that then so we could <laughs> what joker shared delusion <laughs> i mean honestly when it's released i'm gonna go to the movies and ask for a ticket for joker and they're just gonna know which film i'm here to see not the old one the new one <laughs> fair enough um look after after the 2019 reboot failed to make an impact millennium media is developing yet another hellboy reboot film with crank co-director brian taylor the story will follow Hellboy, the summoned demon turned reluctant hero, as he teams up with a rookie agent to uncover a secluded witch community in 1950s Appalachia. Uh, the Crooked Man will mark the first time in the Hellboy franchise that comics creator Mike Mignola has penned a script for the film adaptation. So, of course, was it 2019? I want to I say... Um, what's his name? Harbour. David Harbour. Stranger Things. Yeah. David Harbour. Yeah, was he it, had a go. And, uh, was it that long ago? 2019, I really? Like, I mean, like, oh, I could be wrong. No, I could be wrong. But now I'm going to have to look it up. So thanks. Oh, you're right. You're right. 2019. That's when it came out. Wow. I didn't realise it was so, so long ago. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised. I mean, one, that another reboot is happening, but they're like, close to shooting March, April. They're going to be filming the movie. Like It's going to be, like that, this is, is going to be a mad. quick turnaround. So I, I'd imagine, you know, pretty soon we're going to get casting. I've heard they're looking at an actor between the age of like 20s, 30s, 
they're about. It's going to be a movie set in the 50s. So it's a different approach. It's a very popular comic. It was a three-part miniseries. But just having Mignola involved, I'm confident they can do something with this. Those first Del Toro films were great. And the David Harbour movie did show some promise, but it just didn't hit the mark, really. It's, but, it's yeah. funny, like, for me, I, I know I'm the minority here, but uh, which I usually am in most cases. Ha ha ha. Um, <laughs> I don't really like the first two Hellboy films. And then right, the David wow. Harbour one came out, and walking out of it, I was like, I enjoyed that one. I was like, I like the Hellboy character. I'm invested in this story. Like, I like what they did here. I just like what they did more than the Del Toro films. But obviously the general audience, the mass people watching the movie, or in that case didn't watch the movie, that, that 2019 movie obviously did not make the money that they needed to justify its existence. I mean, the fear is they make this new one, same results. People just want to go back to the the first two, you know, the Golden Army and whatever. Was it Ron Pillman? Ron Pillman is Ron Pillman with red face paint. Hellboy nailed it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like they didn't have to do too much. Yes, he had the 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 shave down horns, <laughs> but I mean, come on, like you really saw Ron Pillman in that in that costume. I thought it was great. Yeah, I enjoyed those first first two movies, but yep, we're going to get it rebooted yet again. Vin Diesel is donning the goggles once again. Has he set to reunite with David Towey for another Riddick film, making the fourth time the pair brought the sci-fi franchise to the big screen? Oh, confession here. I've still only seen the first one. <laughs> Pitch Black, I remember, like, not knowing anything about it, watching it at the cinema and just absolutely loving it. And then the Chronicles of Riddick happened. You would have thought it was a different director. Like, it was a different thing altogether. I remember in interviews, Vin Diesel saying things like, um, it's like Lord of the Rings in space. <laughs> Star Wars, I think, beat him to it. It was like making these big claims. Uh Judy Dench was in there. Ah, oh, he just got very, very muddled. And then with Riddick, the third one, it's kind of like they tried to bring it back to that first movie. But it, I don't know. Watching them again in recent years, I it's like outside of Pitch Black, the sequels, the more I watch them, the less I like them. So I feel like I need to stay <laughs> away. But I'm intrigued about a fourth movie because I do like the character of Riddick. I am surprised to hear that you've not seen two or three. Yeah, I think I have them on DVD. Like that's that's the real mental part of it. It's just I'm just trying to see Chronicles. They are. are they under P for Pitch Black? They must be. But then they retitled them. Like when they re-released them, the Chronicles of Riddick, Pitch Black, and then the Chronicles. Right. Of Riddick. Yeah. But Chronicles, it's just so different to Pitch Black, which was like a low-budget sci-fi movie. And then they threw so much money at that sequel and made it into a different thing altogether. Oh, I found it. I've, it's a it's a double pack of Pitch Black and the Chronicles of Riddick. Ah, oh, so you don't have you don't have Riddick. Oh, there you go. That's no, just for my it. that's just for my benefit. You're holding it up I there. Have Riddick as, oh. a, as a as a 
separate DVD in, right. a, in itself. There we go. I mean, uh, treat yourself. Fun. Get caught up before number four. <laughs> I mean, I could. Chuck it in my PlayStation, watching on my big telly. All right. Um, what else have we got? Universal Pictures has begun a How to Train Your Dragon live action movie with Dean Deblois, Deblou, Deblouse. French names, mate. <laughs> French names and French words. The filmmaker behind the original animated trilogy, um, back as the writer, director, and producer. Does he not want to do anything else? <laughs> <laughs> He's obviously attached emotionally on, on different levels. My question, you know what? Is it is he too old? Not the director. Um, to get Jay Baruchel to be hiccup, he can't. Him. Not if it's going to be like the origin like, of him well, meeting. No, like he gets older in the by the third film, he's pretty much like an adult. Like he's so you know, maybe they try and cast someone that resembles him to play him when he's younger. No, I don't know. Like they've done that thing. I mean, those films they work. Like there's films, there's TV spin-offs. I don't, I'm I'm surprised by this, but I thought it definitely worth noting because this is the first, isn't it, of a. DreamWorks animated franchise that is now going to get adapted into a live-action film. Who do they think they are, Disney? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I yes. Mean, no, no, honestly, have they... Has this been done with with DreamWorks? No. Like I mean, there is... To think of there is Shrek, animated. Shrek the Musical. That's um, That's been a thing for a few years, but not on screen yeah, and not as a yeah. feature-length film. Honestly, I think this is a first. This is the film. They're like, because oh, I mean, I think I, there was, I think there was a Despicable Me. Like, I don't know if it was a skit or Steve Carell appeared on something. Yeah, as, probably SNL. I've, true. I've seen that, but that's Illumination. That's Universal. That's not. Oh, that's not. That's not DreamWorks. Okay, sure. no, Honestly, that's, that's this exactly is the, this is the first thing here in Perth at Crown. They. They've just had Madagascar. Madagascar the musical, and it's just people in terrible. animal costumes. That yeah, scary. Yeah. As so, well. so they're probably at DreamWorks looking through what they could do. Madagascar, nope. Shrek, nope. <laughs> How to Train Your Dragon? Yeah, I think we can pull that off. We'll do that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just think like they've got to get some of the. Just the cast is so good of like How to Train Your Dragon, like Drive Butler, Jonah Hill. I know, but like, like Jonah like, Hill as an example, like the character he was voicing was already a lot child. younger than he was. Yes, yeah, so it just it works in animation, but I don't know. This is, yeah. I mean, this just is a bit of a head scratcher to be honest. But you know, we'll wait and see. That do you know what that uh, Dungeons and Dragons film? Like when it was first announced and saw that first trailer, I'm like, oh, this just looks terrible. I've got no interest. Yeah, and I saw the latest trailer, and I'm like, do you know what? That actually looks pretty fun. I'm I'm there with you, like from the posters, from the first trailer. I was like, this looks like a hot steaming pile of garbage, as hot and steaming as it could get. And I get like, I'm with you. That latest trailer, I'm like, oh my, not it fun does look good. Bit. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably not going to watch that at the cinema, but 
I will watch it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely, I do want to see it. Yes, <laughs> but when, when I first saw posters, trailers, it, it just, just looks shocking. Crap, but now it looks yeah. like a fun time. So maybe How to Train Your Dragon in live action could be fun too. I have to wait and see. <laughs> just on the on the premise. All right. So now we're at the point where we're going to do that thing, which is new which is sort of like we're going to cover some uh, of the of the big news stories that have that have hit that are worthy to talk about if we've got a few comments or something to chime in with we can we can do that but essentially we're just going to read through it so I'm going to let you lead because I'm not exactly 100% sure of how we do this so you can do it <laughs> the crown star Emma Corrin has been cast as the villain in Deadpool 3 don't know who she is. Um, Marvel Studios has delayed the Marvels from July 28th, 2023 to November 10th, 2023, and also released the first poster for the film. You got three characters. Um, and look, it makes sense that they pushed it. I feel like we get, it feels like we're getting more MCU in the one year. Yeah, I did see when it got posted, like multiple people will say, no, no, fan made, fan made. It's not an official poster. <laughs> and it was because of the, the date. And it threw people a little bit because the oh, kind of right. like they announced the date was moving all around about the same time they released the poster. It threw a few people off. Kevin Feige reassures fans the MCU will tell more than just multiversal stories through its future plans. There is some concerns there that it's all going to be multiverse variants but that's not all the MCU is going to be. And also, he's saying that on the TV side of things, less content. They're going to go for a less is more approach. You in particular, is, I think you're going to be on board yeah. with that. I'll, I'll feel better at that. And again, look, all he needs to do is come out and now say, like, hey, look, we're going to do more than six episodes for some, <laughs> for some shows. And that'll also feel great. That'll also be good. Um, Avatar, The Way of Water. I mean, I didn't say it at first, but I said it eventually. Uh, it has now surpassed James Cameron's own Titanic to become the third highest grossing film of all time with um, 2.243 billion worldwide. It's happened. And look, I, I, we, still, we... I, I still can't, I can't come to grips with it myself because before the movie came out and he'd been working on the sequel for a long long time it nobody like nobody cared yeah nobody i knew wanted to see it was talking about seeing it but then it was released and you see in the box office you're like what is happening i watched it you have you finally got to see it and i did screen I in 3d did. and in 3d and look i've, I've got to say it's pretty good like it's pretty good I didn't hell love it. I didn't walk up and be like, man, my life has changed, but it is pretty good. And look, visually, my God, amazing. Like, I'll admit it. It looks freaking fantastic. It's pretty it's good. Still not Shakespeare. But is the <laughs> third highest grossing film in the world good? I mean, <laughs> it's just nuts that it's going to be. It's it's now sitting at its Avatar, Avengers Endgame, <laughs> Avatar 2, Titanic. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, it's like wow. <laughs> so it's like Avatar and Avengers. Look, your movie needs to start with A and star Zoe Saldana and 
and you've got a <laughs> good point. Two billion dollar thing. <laughs> good point. That's, that's the formula. Animated sequels for Toy Story, Zootopia, and Frozen are in the works at Disney. After that announcement, a lot of people talking about Toy Story, people talking about Frozen. I've not come across anybody that's like, you know what? I really want to see, I really want to see that Zootopia 2. They released um, those shorts recently, didn't they? Um, Zootopia Plus on Disney Plus, which were fun. And I did like that first movie, but I feel like that sequel, it's got buried under the rest of the news, which to be fair, Toy Story took over. People have been talking about it. And I, I guess like generally people will be like, oh, like why would you, uh, even for, besides Frozen, because Frozen is just like a given. But like even with Toy Story, it's like, oh, look, they they finished the, toy, the story so well after three. And then, oh, look, they actually did it again with number four. Why do it again? And then with Zootopia, like, oh, does that really need a sequel? It's like, look at the box office of these movies. Like, billion dollars like they've all cracked a billion both frozen movies even zootopia cracked a billion did it really i'm surprised, wow. it's, taken, I'm surprised it's taken this long based on how much it earned. yeah it would it was crazy how much i didn't realize it's weird, that... it's weird. the appeal of animals and drugs i don't know it, <laughs> <laughs> saying that though i i took my eldest to the cinema to watch zootopia so yeah i mean i was part of that audience so people were watching it but i didn't realize yeah. it did as well as you say at the box office. No, that's it. Like again, even if you're looking at all like these three franchises, and I guess Utopia, even with the shorts, it, it is a franchise now. I'm surprised. Like, I'm surprised we hadn't had these movies in production years ago. And I'm talking obviously following. Like, how long has it been since Frozen Two came out? Like, probably four or five years now. I think yeah, probably about that. Yeah, maybe that might be a stretch, but I feel like these were all pre-pandemic things i think toy story 4 was 2019 yeah like they should have just been like yeah we're going into production straight away but obviously waiting for a good story all that kind of stuff it's great um plane is that gerard butler it's gerard butler isn't it plane is officially <laughs> oh wait it's not gerard butler mike colton no 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 it is it is it is yeah uh, gerard butler plane yeah sure plane which is does gerard butler I'll get there, is officially getting a sequel. It's called Ship. And Mike Coulter, which I'm assuming is in that movie, is reprising the role. I butchered that. I apologise. No regrets. One of us has seen it. The other one hasn't. The person who hasn't is doing the news story. But yes, <laughs> Gerard Butler is in play. could have worked that out. Alongside Mike Coulter. One is the, being Mike is Coulter is returning. Is the idea here that it's just like that movie was set on a plane, this one's going to be set on a ship? Yeah, I guess so. Cool. Honestly, <laughs> I I watched it the other day. I had so much fun with it. It plays like a classic, like an old school action movie. Gerard Butler plays a pilot on a plane. You've got other people on that plane, including Mike Coulter's character, and. Butler isn't coming back for ship, but Coulter is. So you're going to follow his his character. And who knows if ship is successful. They might do car, bike. Who knows? They'll just keep it going. But I read something with Butler. 
And they were talking about like it had the working title of plane. They were going to change the name. And he's like, don't you dare. <laughs> like he was like, Keep it but the thing is, he's in on the joke. He gets it. He knows the type of film he's starring in. I mean, the title is silly. The sequel title is even sillier, but it's a lot of fun. I do recommend uh, playing. I liked it. Likes it a lot. I know he did last summer sequel in the works with Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince Jr. in talks to reprise their roles. I mean, why not? Legacy characters coming back. They've been doing it for years with Scream. And if they can do it, because we did get a third film, I'll always know what he did last summer, which is not the best of the three, <laughs> to be fair. And then we've got that Amazon Prime TV series. I didn't even last the pilot and I was out. <laughs> but a third film, or well, I guess technically the fourth, but if they bring these two back, that would be great. And if they do, the next horror series I would like to see more of, Urban Legend. Ah, like that first movie, Final Cut, the sequel, and Bloody Mary. That was, I guess, the director home release. But yeah, there we go. Those two could be coming back. All right. Well, look, that sort of brings us to the end of the, the movie portion of the show so we'll go into the the tv part um in this episode we don't have uh, a sort of a rapid fire run through sorry we've just got three major stories to sort of discuss so well let's let's kick things off um a live action series following spider-man noir is coming to amazon following the grizzled superhero in 1930s new york this is pretty bonkers. Number one, a, a Spider-Man TV show is is exciting. The fact that it's Spider-Man Noir, and I guess if you if you're unfamiliar with this character who he is, maybe you've seen Into the Spider-Verse and you remember that black and white, you know, shady looking dude, voiced by Nicolas Cage. I mean, is this a live action version of that interpretation of the character? You're not going to get you're not going to get Nick Cage on TV. It it would be incredible if they did. I mean, I'm pretty sure is it Lord and Miller? They're actually involved with this. Like, there's a few names yes, that have been thrown around. Could be so cool. It could be pretty. It could be wacky. What do you be like? Do you reckon it'll be in color? But like, Noir would oh, be. That's a good white. point. Would that be pretty? Would that be cool? Or that would just be stupid? I don't know. Like, I mean, we'd like it, but it could alienate a younger audience, maybe. Like, if the whole show be, if the whole show was black and white on Prime, nineteen thirties New York. Ah, it's interesting though, isn't it? That would alienate probably more of the general audiences because then I don't know. Do you know what? Where's the color? If they announced a Spider-Man Noir animated series, I would be surprised. But it's a live-action show. I mean, all the the decisions that Sony are making regarding Spider-Man characters, we're getting Madame Web, Craven the Hunter, we've had Morbius, two Venom films. 
out of all of them, this is one where I'm like, oh, okay, Sony could be doing, of course, outside of Into the Spider-Verse, but Sony could be doing something interesting here. It's not necessarily a terrible idea. It's definitely a weird one. And it's sort of like, where has this come from? And like, if they're kicking off like a, you know, they want to do Spider-Man on TV, this is a strange place to start. But I suppose, you know, like Spider-Man as a visual character, pretty expensive to put in live action. You know, Spider-Man movies cost quite a bit. I suppose with the noir character, you can keep it pretty, pretty cheap, you know? I mean, you have him climbing walls and stuff every now and then, but for the most part, he could pretty much just be walking around doing his, you know, his noir activities. Does he he even climb walls? I'm not thinking like he's got a grappling gun, hasn't he? Like, well, Batman. Well, yeah, I'm I'm thinking whenever I see him, he's always just sort of, he is up high somewhere. In the darkness, lurking, yeah, but I think he used a grappling gun. I don't, I don't oh think, I don't think he's, he's got spider powers. I really don't. Um, it's been a while since I've watched Into the Spider Verse, and that was my main introduction to that iteration of Spider Man. I have read some comics, but it was a while ago now. And the, the character isn't Peter Parker, is it? Like, it's a he's a good question. Ooh. Good question. That we should probably just move on to the next story because I don't quite have, <laughs> have an answer for right now. I mean, let's let's uh, speculate. Let's assume that he it is a Peter Parker variant or, or whatnot. Would they keep it Peter Parker in this show if that's the case? Or if it's not Peter Parker, then I guess it's an irrelevant proposal, irrelevant question. But before we move on, Spider-Man Noir, Alter Ego, <laughs> Peter Benjamin Parker. There we go. There you go. No. <laughs> ah, oh. internet. Well, glad I asked the question, and the question stands: Would they make it Peter Parker, or would that be diluting? I mean, that's the character. It. I mean, yeah. you want to you want to hang on to as much of the Spider-Man identity as possible, and this is definitely a different approach compared to Tom Holland on the big screen. If they end up introducing a Spider-Man in the Venom. Craving the Hunter series of films, but it's just—it's interesting. The whole thing is interesting. But Nick Cage was great in that film, and it's going to be a different thing. I am sure of that. Following Emilio Estevez exiting the show after season one, the Mighty Ducks Game Changers has been cancelled. I'm going to say it. This mighty sucks. Yeah, but you know, I mean, yes, but I haven't started season two. I really really? enjoyed, I really enjoyed season one and that reunion episode in particular, really like to where pretty much everybody outside of Joshua Jackson came back. The show is, is, is cute. It's look, okay. It's, it's not the most amazing thing, but look, just watching it, it was, it's such an easy, charming little watch. Like, like the kids are cool, and and what they what they've done in the second season was like they pretty much just sent them to summer. Is it summer? Well, it's like hockey camp. So it was it was pretty much. I know the whole reason, you know, like Amelia Estevez uh, left the show after season one, uh, vaccine debates and all that kind of stuff with the pandemic, blah blah blah. But it was sort of they they kept his character 
sort of present in the show. You obviously didn't see him, but it was almost like if they did a season three, they definitely could have been open to having him come back, obviously, with, you know, fewer restrictions these days and all that kind of stuff, pandemic sort of on the way out. But, look, I've, I've enjoyed this show today. To actually, when I read that the, the show was, was cancelled, I was actually genuinely like, ah, oh, you know, quite disheartened. Again, not an amazing show, but I enjoyed it. And it was just like, it was just something that I was, like when it was, obviously it was an episode coming out, it was just the thing that Saturday, it was sort of like going back to Saturday morning cartoons. It was like, it was a thing that I would watch on a Saturday. Like I would wake up, sort the kids out, wife would still be asleep because I'm a nice guy. And I'd be like, I'm going to put on the Mighty Ducks. And now I'm not going to have that anymore. And that's sad. Yeah. I did enjoy that first season. The kids were great, but the appeal was Estevez back as coach Bombay mm. and for him not to return. And if I'm honest, like it is on my watch list. I just haven't got to be out. I had every intention of watching it, but it's got, you know, it's like there's so many other shows. I did watch the first episode of the National Treasure TV series. Oh, that did nothing for me. That did nothing for me <laughs> at all. But anyway, I watched that. I didn't watch Mighty Ducks and Mighty Ducks cancelled. I'm guessing all the people, as well as me, didn't come back for that second season. There's that other show as Thank well. Thank you very much. A similar type of show, Big <laughs> Shot, also on Disney Plus. That's been mm. cancelled as well. Yeah. I just That's another sport one, isn't it? It's about the sports. It is. And it's got that guy from that thing... For I think Fuller House is it him, the guy. Anyway, big shot. Oh, the uh, yeah, the one that played Jesse. What's his name? Um, ugh, people are yelling at us. <laughs> like, you know the one, the one with the black hair, the uncle, yeah, uncle Jesse. Yeah, that one. The hell is his name? Doesn't matter. Who cares? <laughs> Poker Face has officially been renewed for season two by Peacock. Now I've not checked this one out yet, but it is on the list on the list okay this is a, a short um, news story i also <laughs> haven't checked it out here in australia <laughs> it's on stan i don't currently have stan so i've not been able to start this show but i definitely do want to see it this is a show from writer director ryan johnson of course knives out glass onion i really do want to see this show and um, i will get to it eventually but yeah second season already but I mean that like that is the appeal, like the Ryan Johnson thing. Uh, Natasha Leone, obviously in the in the starring role. And it's a I don't know, it just seems like it has a pretty cool premise. So obviously, look, the fact that it's been renewed, obviously must be some some good stuff going on there, I guess. Well look, guys, that will do it. That's the the end of the the news that we've got for you. But we've still got some recommends. So what have you got for us today? I'm going to recommend a show, um, UK Comedy, here in Australia. It is available on Binge. I think like in the last week it's been added. Romantic Getaway, starring Ramesh Ranganathan and Catherine Ryan. Alison and Deacon are desperate for a baby, but they run out of money to fund any more IVF treatments. So they decide to borrow the 50K they need from their filthy rich boss, Alfie. But Deacon adds an extra zero to the transfer. 
hijinks ensues. It's a six-part <laughs> UK comedy. It is it's really good. Really, really good. Playing the boss is Johnny Vegas. I've always liked Johnny Vegas from years and years ago, seeing him on Shooting Stars and various other uh, TV comedy appearances. Rubbish Ranganathan, like, in the UK, like, I'm not sure if you're familiar, Jason, but in the UK, he's absolutely everywhere. Like he's on most most shows, most channels. He's got podcasts, uh, music, uh, stand-up comedian. He's got a recent Netflix special. Uh, but this show in particular is it's a fun show. It is a fun show, and it's one of those where the stakes keep getting raised higher and higher. Um, he's good. Uh, Catherine Ryan's good in this, and of course, Johnny Vegas. But um, there you go. So it's available on Binge, the whole series. And that's only the six episodes. That's that's it. That is all they have made. Well, at the moment, it's just a six-part series. That's how we do it in the UK. (laughs) We'll just like, get in, get out. Here you go. Enjoy. (laughs) It's a good show, Romantic Getaway. And I think they, I think it started streaming around Valentine's Day, which I guess makes sense. But um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. All right, I'm also doing um, a TV series and one that you can also find on Binge, um, The White Lotus, two seasons. It's two seasons of it thus far. Um, I was pretty pretty hesitant to check this out. Like, It didn't seem like something that was really in my wheelhouse. But I was like, let's check it out. Pretty much from the first episode of the first season, like the show is like, it's 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 like a train wreck of just awkward, terrible people just trying to enjoy a holiday, and it's it's just it sucks you in, and it's it's pretty funny. Like there's a bit of a comedy angle to it. Um, not sure if have you watched any of the White Lotus? The first season, first season, you watched, watched it season. as it came out. And it's one of those where, you know, I was waiting for the second season and I just, you know, I watched the first season with, with the wife and we just haven't got around to the the, the latest season. But, you know, similar to The Flight Attendant, watched and loved season one. Season two dropped, haven't watched it. I don't know. But I, I do need <laughs> to, to watch that and this, White Lotus, because oh, yeah, the but... first season was excellent well, this, jennifer coolidge this being, is fantastic yeah this being an anthology series so the second season completely different location like first they were in hawaii now they're in italy so it's a new cast new hotel well, it's, it's the same brand of hotels but it's a new location but jennifer coolidge is she returns in the second season playing the same character which is great because she's a highlight but like in, a, in pretty much an incredible cast jennifer coolish alexander daddario um steve zahn connie Britton, uh aubrey plaza's in the second season there's heaps of yeah just heaps of heaps of recognizable faces that you see like great performances and again it's it's just like you're just watching it and it's just like every episode is just like it's creepy it's weird it's awkward it's really engaging i would say if you just want a bit of just escapism and look beautiful sceneries beautiful people it's a pretty fun show so definitely get onto those two seasons yeah that okay that's what i wanted to just yeah clarify so you're you're not recommending a particular season the show in general no both 
just a show. And when they eventually do their third season, they'll be right there. If anything, I reckon the second season might be better than the first. Oh, really? Wow, okay. Yeah, I really like the first. So, I don't know. It's, it seems like more happens in each episode in the second season that it's just like, wow, we're only halfway through. Or by the time you get to the end of it, it's like, wow, so much happened. Again, it's on the list. All I can ask <laughs> is that you add Romantic Getaway to your list. Sure. Binge, right? Binge. <laughs> Binge. Have access. Yeah. Binge. And we've said it enough times that maybe they'll send us something. <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope that's it uh for another episode of that film stew if you haven't already check out our other shows rewind and review and sounds like comics each of those shows have their own facebook pages if you missed it be sure to check out our recent review of ant-man and the wasp quantumania and stay tuned for our upcoming review of knock at the cabin thanks for sticking with us for 400 episodes We'll think about maybe doing 400 more. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> we have time. Been listening. <laughs> what else are we doing? You've been listening to Jason. And you've been listening to Luke. We're the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon. Mm-hmm.